your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Thursday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, right below prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You can visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Um, before we do get into all of the things that I wanted to discuss on the podcast today. Um, did have some sad news to report to you all. Our former Penguins forward and coach Lou Angotti has passed away at the age of 83. Um, in case some of you other you know, young Penguins fans like myself did not know, um, he was behind the bench during the 83-84 season when uh, their record was the worst in the league. Uh, 16 wins, 58 losses, uh, 6 ties. Uh, they wound up with the number one choice in that draft, and I'm sure you all know who they took with that pick in 1984. I do not have to say that on this podcast. The rest has been history. That is, he is the greatest player to ever play the game. But, you know, rest in peace to Lou Angotti. Um, sending all my thoughts and prayers to his friends uh, and his family during this very difficult time. Now, to get into the main thing, what I wanted to discuss today um, well, at least for the first segment. So, uh, ESPN and TNT they released their TV schedules uh, for this season, and for the Penguins, everyone they will be on both networks a combined nine times. Um, ESPN and ABC combined, and then TNT, of course. So, ESPN um, oh, for the games there they will only be on one time. That will be the season opener against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They will not be on ESPN or ESPN two the rest of the season. Now. In terms of ABC, they will be. They will play February 26th against the New York Rangers, April 2nd against Nathan McKinnon and the Colorado Avalanche, and April 9th against the Washington Capitals. Um, <clears throat> among those games that I discussed with ESPN ABC, obviously you are going to get a game with the Rangers. It's one of the best rivalries. Well, I shouldn't say one of the best rivalries, but it's, it's a decent rivalry in hockey. Obviously, Washington-Pittsburgh um, is... The best rivalry, if not, you know, it's one of the premier rivalries in hockey. Um, but, you know, that April 2nd game against Colorado, that's going to be a lot of fun because I don't think we've ever gotten a nationally televised game between these two teams, <clears throat> excuse me, in at least a few years. I want to say that the last time we they had it on national TV was when Sid had that hat trick back in Colorado. And I believe I want to say that was 2018, the year they got Derek Broussard. So it's been a few years since, you know, we've seen Sid and McDavid go at each other. And yes, you know, Sid will be back for that game. He's not going to miss, um, what, you know, like six months with a uh, wrist surgery. But, you know, th that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, for TNT, they will appear on there five times. December 1st against the Edmonton Oilers. Finally, another freaking game with Connor McDavid versus Sidney Crosby. We have not gotten this that much while those two have been in the league. I mean, I think we've only seen it on national television um, once, if I'm not mistaken, and that was when Matt Murray made that spectacular glove save during the 2018-19 season on McDavid, actually, with that penalty shot, and Pittsburgh ended up winning that game, I believe, by a score of 2-1. to one. Uh, They will play January 1st against the St. Louis Blues, March 23rd against the Buffalo Sabres, April 10th against the Nashville Predators, and April 24th against the Philadelphia Flyers. So, 
Um, only one game against the Flyers on national TV. Only one game against Washington on national TV. You get your usual Buffalo one, which they've been doing for years. They get the Tampa Bay one, which is not usually there. But, you know, St. Louis, that's going to be a fun one to watch. I mean, these that I don't think the Penguins and Blues have ever played each other on national television uh, in the, like the last five, six, seven years. It's been a long time, I think. Uh, Nashville, those two teams have not played um, on national TV since the 2017 Stanley Cup Final. And if you all have been following me while I've been just talking about, you know, the the TV ratings and the TV deal that the NHL um, eventually signed, I have been wanting the league to go beyond just the same four to five teams that they televise every single week, or NBC, I should say. I've been wanting, you know, the, the next deal to have more teams televised nationally so that some of the stars that are hiding on some of these other teams can finally play on a national stage and that can potentially hook a lot more people into the sport. I was looking over that TNT schedule today actually and the Arizona Coyotes are on for a game. I mean, I don't we know they're going to be so bad this year, but they're still on national TV. I mean, their best player is what? Clayton Keller, but he's still going to get that stage and Coyotes fans will actually get to chalk that up as probably their first win in quite a long time. I mean, you're actually going to get Canadian teams on US television. You're going to get to see Austin Matthews a few times a year. Connor McDavid, I believe, is on the TNT schedule six times. I mean, that was never the case with NBC. You're going to get Montreal on TNT and ESPN a couple of times. You're going to get, I saw Vancouver on the schedule a couple of times. I think one of them was against Montreal. You're going to get, I think, Los Angeles on there a lot as well. And that's a team, obviously, they have not been good the last few years, but they're on the upswing right now. And that's a team that I think a lot of people are going to want to watch this year just because they have a lot of young talent down there that is ready to go. And, you know, they just signed Philip to know who's probably going to be a difference maker there as well. So I have been just begging for the league and its TV partner to actually showcase some of these other teams that, you know, they're not on TV a lot. I mean, I'm looking at TNT stuff um, right here. I mean, again, you have a wild at Coyotes game, the Maple Leafs versus the Kings right before Thanksgiving. I mean, they've never put that on national television. Dallas is on there plenty of times. Again, there's so much talent there with Ben and Sagan and Radulov and, and the goalies that they have and Miro Haskin and, and John Klingberg. Obviously, you want to play um, you want to, excuse me, you want to put Colorado on there as many times as you want, but you know, Nashville's on there against Seattle. Ovechkin versus McDavid is on TNT schedule. Uh, that's I think that one is March 9th. That is that matchup has never been on NBC before. Boston, Minnesota, I mean Tampa Bay, Seattle, Kings versus Coyotes. So again, Arizona's on here more than once. Boston, Montreal. It's almost like we haven't gotten that matchup at all in the last few years when NBC has been doing it. Maple Leafs, Rangers. I mean, at Colorado, Anaheim, Boston, Colorado. I mean, there are some damn good matchups on here. And I am very happy with what TNT did. Because, you know, even as, you know, Shayna from The Athletics said, you know, a nice part about this schedule is that a good variety of teams are going to get the national spotlight for the first time. And as I just said, you're going to get Canadian teams on there. And, you know, obviously Penguins Capitals and Penguins Flyers is so good. And some of these other rivalries like, you know, Rangers Islanders and Rangers Devils, Devils Islanders, you know, some of these are good rivalries. But, you know, we just haven't seen a lot of these other really good matchups that, should have been on NBC 
five to six years ago. We have, again, I just said this a few minutes ago. I know I'm repeating myself, but we have never gotten a Ovechkin versus McDavid matchup on national television. Why? I have no idea. We've never gotten a Montreal Canadiens at a Vancouver Canucks game on national television. Are those two teams going to be playoff teams this year? Who knows? But again, I mean, this is so great for the league because there are so many good players on these teams that have never really played on national television that will now get the chance to. And with that comes bringing in new fans, which, you know, is so huge for the longevity of the sport. So I am really happy with these schedules, especially TNTs. I thought they crushed it. I know when I talked about on my episode on Tuesday that they're I guess their team isn't that good, even though I do like Brendan Burke, I do like Darren Pang, I do like Kenny Albert. Their studio team is not the greatest, despite William McHugh being good, but you know they know how to put a schedule together, and I'm going to be really curious to see how the production is for a lot of those games do. Do they treat the NHL like it's their number one sport on the network, or do they kind of treat it like NBC treated the NHL, which was just you know sending games to the Golf Channel or Peacock or whatever? I don't think TNT is going to do that, but... With this schedule, you know, it's it, it's looking much better than it had been under NBC all these years. And in case you all are wondering what day the TNT matchups will be on, there will be 25 games on Wednesdays, 15 of those doubleheaders. So basically 40 of the 50 games will be on Wednesdays. And then I believe seven to eight games on a Sunday after January. And then there's two games on Saturdays, which are, I think, two the, the Winter Classic and I think the Heritage Classic will be on Saturdays on TNT. Um, for ESPN, there's remember there's going to be a thousand out of market games on ESPN Plus. That's basically what NHL.TV is going to turn into. There's also going to be 75 exclusively broadcast games on ESPN Plus and Hulu. So if you don't have an ESPN Plus bro- uh, subscription, excuse me, that is okay. You can just use uh, someone's Hulu, your Hulu. I mean, for me, I'm just going to be using my girlfriend's. I'm not going to pay for my own Hulu. There's really no need to do that. When I just have my girlfriends here who, you know, she's paying for it. So I'll just use that to watch the Penguins games. But for the Penguins on here, I don't think I touched on this on my Twitter page. They will be playing December 10th, 7 p.m. ESPN Plus and Hulu. That'll be the Penguins versus the Capitals. Scrolling on down here, January 6th, uh, Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia. I believe that game will be in Philly, 7 p.m. Eastern start on ESPN Plus and Hulu. Scrolling on down a little bit more to see if there's any others. Uh, April 7th, Pittsburgh versus the New York Rangers, 7 p.m. start. And then April 26th, Edmonton versus Pittsburgh, 7 p.m. start. That game will be in Pittsburgh. The first game um, between McDavid and Sid, um, that'll be early December, and that will be the Western Canada road trip. So um, those will be all the games where the Pittsburgh Penguins will be on uh, national TV this year. And, you know, just just to end this, you know, looking at ESPN's, you know, exclusive schedule of 25 games in the regular season, you know, Kings, Ducks, you know, whatever. But, you know, Wild versus the Stars, Dallas versus Carolina. Again, that's an awesome matchup. St. Louis versus San Jose, St. Louis versus Colorado, uh, Colorado versus L.A. You know, you got the same Flyers, Bruins one, but Minnesota versus Boston. We finally get a Vegas-Colorado game on national television. And hey, you know, the Islanders are going to be on national television for one of the few times on ESPN as well. So I'm a big fan 
of the games that both of these networks chose. And I really think that this deal is going to take the NHL to new heights in the United States. If you know if the games are called right and if the production is really good, um, this sport is going to grow in a way that I don't think any of us have seen before. And then remember, as in the press release, um, as ESPN says, you know, the, the Stanley Cup final and the Stanley Cup playoffs will be on ABC and ESPN. And I think they get to handpick which conference final they want in the playoffs before doing four of the seven Stanley Cup finals. A TNT will get the other uh, half of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But that'll do it for this segment. Let me know which games you're looking forward to watching on national television. And let me know what your preference will be. Will you be wanting to tune in to TNT? Or will you be wanting to tune in more to ESPN? And as for ESPN with their dates, um, those are mainly going to be Tuesday, Thursday games. Um, with some sprinkled in on Friday as well, but TNT will be having the slot on Wednesdays. But okay, that does it for this last segment of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Um, coming up in the next segment, I'm going to go over um, just you know the three teams that I think Pittsburgh will be in the closest competition with this season. I have not done that, but you know with training camp about a week away, I just wanted to fill you all in and just who I think is going to be the the, the biggest competition within the division this year, just because the Metro is going to be a really tough division to predict outside of you know the bottom feeders but before we do get to that we do have to talk about direct tv stream um does this sound familiar to you all you've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows then you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff well i want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your tv together it is called direct tv stream and it brings your live tv and on-demand favorites together like number four so you can watch your favorite movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. We also cannot forget to talk about rockauto.com. Why should you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? The prices on the website are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. You can go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck. And you can write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection right below prices. All the parts a car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. All right, so we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. All this show is Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So um, in terms of, you know, the three teams that I think Pittsburgh will be in the closest competition with, obviously number one is going to be the Washington Capitals. Um, it's pretty funny. They've followed this basically the same trajectory as the Penguins have. You know, they both rose to power at the same time. You know, they won, you know, Pittsburgh won the two Stanley Cups. Well, they won three Stanley Cups. Washington eventually got theirs. And then just like Pittsburgh, they started to slide off the map ever so slowly and started to get a lot older 
um, really quickly. I mean, especially the Capitals with getting older. I mean, I think they still have the oldest roster in the league right now, but I still think Pittsburgh is going to be in very close competition with them. It went down right to the wire last season with the East Division. Um, they're going to be in heavy contention to win the Metropolitan Division again. Remember, um, before the pause, I think Washington was in first place at the time in the division, and they've won the Metropolitan Division uh, more times than any other team for as long as that division has been a thing. So they will be in there. You know, they have the talent with Ovechkin, Backstrom, Carlson, Kuznetsov is still there. He was not traded. They're still fine in goal potentially with Vanacek and Samsonov. Um, you know, they got Oshie there, who's always a Penguins killer. They got Lars Eller still. You know, this is still going to be um, a pretty strong team next season. I think Carolina as well. You know, I, I don't like some of the moves that they made this offseason. The goaltending decisions were really baffling, I think. Just letting Alex Nedeljkovic go just because you're being cheap and signing Frederick Anderson. And I believe it was also Antti Ranta that they brought in. I mean, there's a lot of risk there. You know, both of those goalies have been banged up a lot throughout their careers. And, you know, both of them were also not that good last season. So I think they're they're banking on them being their pre-injury selves, but I'm not sure that's going to be a thing. But, you know, th those games against Carolina are going to be a lot of fun to watch. I always love when Jordan Stahl comes back to Pittsburgh. I will never have a bad thing to say about Jordan Stahl, and I don't think any of you should either, especially with what he did for this franchise uh, during the beginning era of Sid and Gino. And, you know, they're just a fun team to watch offensively, too. You know, Rod Brindamore is a great coach, but Sebastian Ajo is turning into a top 10 player before our very eyes. Um, Svechnikov is incredible. The deal that he signed is such a steal. I, I know uh, Dougie Hamilton walked, but they're still good on D, too. I mean, Jacob Slavin is still there. Brett Pesci is still there. Actually, brought in former Penguin Ian Cole to probably play on the bottom pairing. I mean, that's going to be really fun to watch. But, you know, just going back to four, they still got Terabine in. Nino Niederreiter, you know, Martin Neckes. Um, I believe Jesper Faust is still there. Um, th this is still a really deep team um, with their 12 forwards and their defense. And, you know, despite the goaltending being a bit shaky, this will be a team that Pittsburgh is in direct competition with this season. And the other one, you know, I, I slept on them so many times, I'm not going to make that same mistake again. That is the New York Islanders. You know, I really don't think the Flyers and the Rangers are going to be any good this year. Um, I just do not like what the Rangers did this offseason. I think once Pittsburgh gets a two-headed monster back, especially Sid, because I think he'll be probably back before Gino, they're going to you know catapult right up to the top of the Metro Division, and I think they're going to stay there for the rest of the season, And especially if the players that they sign this offseason are better than some people are anticipating them to be. I think that's one of the biggest ones for some people when they're evaluating this team. I think they're a little less bullish on them because – they're not sure that McGinn can do what Tanev did or what Danton Hyden did with the, the Ducks. You know, is that going to come over and just basically be like another March and Kowski situation? You know, my personal opinion, I don't think it is. But, you know, I think that's holding some folks back from really committing to the Penguins this season, you know, outside of the two big injuries to Sid and Gino. But you know what you're going to get with the Islanders. They're very well coached from Barry Trotz. Um, their forwards are good. You know, Matt Barzell is incredible. Anders Lee is going to be back. Just remember that. You know, Bovillier is still there. 
Brock Nelson. They brought back Kyle Palmieri. You know, J.J. Pajot is there still. Um, Adam Pellick and Ryan Pollock are there. Um, Sorokin is going to be there for a long time. Varlamov is still there. You know, that, that's still going to be a dangerous team again next season. And I, you know, I'm not sure if they're going to get back to the Eastern Conference Final for the third year in a row, but I am sure that you know they will be in direct competition with the Pittsburgh Penguins um, in the Metro. I think that's honestly going to be your top four. You know, it's going to be you know New York, Carolina, Washington, and Pittsburgh in whatever order. All four of those teams, in my opinion, will be getting the playoffs. You know, obviously from the Atlantic, you're going to get Tampa. You're going to get Florida. You're probably going to get Toronto. And then it all comes down to what other team gets into the playoffs. Do you get a fifth Metro team in there? Or do you get a fourth team from the Atlantic that will get in? You know, and I'm kind of leaning towards that right now. If I had to say today who your playoff teams are next year, I think from the Atlantic, it's Tampa Bay, Florida, Toronto, and Boston. And then I think from the Metro, it is Pittsburgh, Carolina, New York, and Washington. I do not think Montreal gets in. I I don't foresee that happening at all. And I do not think the Flyers or the Rangers will get in next season, despite having um, quite a bit of talent. So those, I think, are the playoff teams. I'm not going to give you my division predictions yet, just with where everyone is going to align. I was right last season where I thought the Penguins would be a top-two team in the East, um, I'm not again. I'm not really sure where I'm going to have them yet. The injuries are kind of clouding my judgment right now. But still, as I look at them today, going into training camp, this is a playoff team, and they will extend their playoff streak um, after this regular season. You can bet on that. But okay, that wraps up the second segment of the show. We have a little more to get to to end this episode of Locked On Penguins. Before we do that. It's time to talk about BetOnline.ag. They are back and better than ever, and all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. You can head to the website or use mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% off welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Remember that the promo code is locked on. And we cannot forget about Built Bar. If you don't know the flavors, I've been talking about them for I think a month now, probably two to three months now, for as long as we've had Built Bar on this podcast. Double chocolate, mint brownie, raspberry, coconut, strawberry, orange, my favorite, the cookies and cream. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you know, if you've only tried, you say, cookies and cream or German chocolate, you can get a mixed box of a bunch of the other flavors where you get two of each of them. Um, not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy as well. The calories range from 130 to 100, 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. You can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, 
Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. A couple things to come out of uh, the NHL's media day today. Apparently, the league expects 98% of their players to be fully vaccinated by the time the season comes around in 27 days. Apparently, Bill Daly said that it's only going to be around 10 to 15 players who will enter the season unvaccinated. I would love to know the names of those players, but will we ever get those? Probably not. Another cool thing that I did want to end on this show was apparently, so during media day, Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin were just, you know, they were talking with each other while honestly just sitting next to each other because they were just, you know, getting the pictures and everything. Um, And it sounds like Sid is rooting for Ovi to break the all-time goals record that is currently held by Wayne Gretzky. Uh, For those that do not know, Gretzky has 894 goals and Ovi um, is at 730, so he needs 164 uh, to break that record. And, you know, with that five-year contract, I think he has a chance, um, but it's going to be really hard. He's going to have to score uh, 40 a year for the next four years, and someone who's 35 years old, um, that's going to be really challenging. Um, but Sid said, you know, I hope he breaks it. I told him today that I hope he does. It would be awesome. He is in range. Um, but then, you know, Sid added, of course, he had to be a little bit funny with it. He goes, I just hope that all of the goals that he gets are against the other teams as he's trying to add towards it. So, of course, Sid is going to do that. He's seen Ovi score way too many goals against the Penguins while he has been here. And, you know, just Ovi was always that big Penguins killer, um, especially during the early years of the rivalry, especially 2009. Again, you know, that series was just so fun because every time the Penguins would score, Ovi would answer right back. And then, you know, there would be a little bit of momentum towards the Penguins, but even in a tied game, Ovechkin would score to give them the lead, and then they usually wouldn't give it back. It would just be sensational to watch. And again, you know, I am also someone that believes in Ovechkin breaking that record. I think it would be incredible for the sport. And, you know, for those that don't say that he is the best pure goal scorer of all time, I think they would change their opinions pretty quickly if he were to break that record by the time his career is over. Even though, in my opinion, I don't think you can really argue that hard for some others. I mean, you know, I'll listen to Mike Bossy. I'll even listen to Mario. But in terms of this era and with how goal scoring is a lot harder now, um, it's definitely Ovechkin over anyone else, at least in my opinion. Um, In former Penguins news, the Oilers signed Colton Sevier to a professional tryout agreement. I'm not sure if he's going to make the team, but, you know, did have five goals and 10 points in 46 games last season. And, you know, this stat from Danny of the Pens blog really intrigued me because I did not think that um, he was this go while he played on the fourth line. So according to Danny, Sevier scored 0.8 goals per hour at 5v5, which ranked fifth among Penguin skaters to play at least 100 minutes. Um, obviously, you know, that's not going to hold up over a full season. But yeah, I mean, he definitely looked a bit serviceable um, towards the end of the season. And, you know, I'm sure some of that has to do with March and Kelsey being a healthy scratch and the team being a bit healthier. Um, but I remember, you know, when I was on vacation a bit in mid April, and I think it was the game after he was placed on waivers, they played the New Jersey devils and he just exploded for two goals in that game. And I was like, Whoa, where in the heck did that come from? And, you know, I guess I just had to do again with not having a bunch of dead weight strapped to him. So I am rooting for him. I hope he does well in Edmonton, even though, you know, the expectations there 
are pretty high, but you know he's just going to be a bottom six forward for them. It's not going to be a huge role or anything there. But you know, I think that's where I will end today's show. I really appreciate everyone listening to this one. We'll do another episode tomorrow before we are back full time on Monday, five days a week until the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs and probably until next July. I cannot wait to do this. Um, but you know, stick with me for one more episode of the offseason and then we'll be back to daily coverage starting on Monday. So hope you all have a great rest of your evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.